0: It's my birthday month, and to celebrate on today's episode, I share three absolute game changers that will let you take complete ownership of your life. These game changers have allowed me to love the person I'm turning into as I approach 35, and I want you to feel the same way. We'll get a little personal today, and I'm going to share some difficult experiences that have led me to some beautiful realizations in life. If you feel like you might not be the one in the driver's seat of your own life, buckle up, because it's time to take your power back. Guess what, y'all? It's my birthday month. Scorpios, where yet? Would you believe that I'm actually turning 35 in a few weeks? 35 just sounds so, we'll call it distinguished, elegant, regal, almost right? <laughs> Anyone else here with me, like when you were younger, thinking 35 sounded so old? So old. And for all my younger friends out there, who's 35 is not even on the radar in the next decade. I'm gonna tell you this right now. 35 is not old. And we are absolutely refusing to call the 1980s and the 1990s, the late 1900s. We refuse. So let's just shut that down right now. You know, truth be told, I actually love my 30s. It's way better than the 20s. Exponentially way better. You just know yourself more, you know, and because you know yourself more, you're naturally going to be able to trust yourself more. In your 30s, you're not really friends with people just because you're near to them, like high school or college, even though I love my high school and college friends. But you just get to this point where you get to actually choose who you surround yourself with based off of who you are. And you attract other people who are like you. And it's great. It's, it's honestly really great. And to celebrate my 35th birthday, I will actually be sharing a gift with you. The gift of how to take your life back. And let me ask you something here. Can you honestly say that you have ownership of your life? If you're not sure, I'm going to give you some examples. If you have ownership of your life, you like where your life is going. If nothing changed and you cruised down this path on the same trajectory, you would be happy about it. You have ownership of your life if you like how you spend most of your time. You have ownership of your life. If you are 1,000% sure that the thoughts inside of your head are your own and not just a learned behavior or belief that you never questioned, you have ownership of your life if you are not consumed by what other people think of you, you have ownership of your life if nearly all of your decisions stem from your desires and not your fears, you have ownership of your life if at the end of the day you just feel at peace with where you are. And the last one is my favorite one. You have ownership of your life if you really like who you're turning out to be. So I don't want you to be discouraged here. If you're sitting here thinking like, holy shit, who the hell is owning my life? I don't feel like I'm owning my life. Realize this is not a bad thing because now you have that awareness that we always talk about. Awareness is key. Awareness of an opportunity here and a desire to take ownership of your life back. And that's the first step. So if you have awareness, you are going in the right direction. So today, I'll actually be diving a little bit deeper into some of my own personal experiences in life that have led me to taking ownership of my life back. So hopefully you can do the same. So these three game changers to taking your life back, right? The first game changer is this. Question everything you know. Why? Because your decisions can own you when I was 26, I decided to get married. I had been dating a guy who I kind of known a little bit in high school. He was in the grade above me. And years later, we connected. I think it was like on Facebook or something. It was a thing for a while. And then we started dating long distance. And I mean, long distance. I was still living in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And he was actually living in Dubai. He was in oil and gas and had worked abroad for years and every few months he would come home and we'd have these like magical three weeks together where we would go on these lavish trips all around the world. And it was really fun, you know? We got engaged and had this gorgeous wedding in Napa and then we moved to Texas. And those were all my decisions and they were. But I'm going to say this and I'm, I'm not going to say this lightly and it might get a lot of negative responses, but I'm going to say it anyway. Your decisions do not have to be permanent. You are allowed to change your mind. And I wish I had known this earlier. I wish I had believed this earlier. Because honestly, it was in months of getting married that I knew deep down I had made the wrong decision. Something in me just knew. But I was afraid and I had been taught that divorce was not a valid option. And that unhappiness alone was not a good enough reason to get divorced. So... I stayed in my marriage, and honestly, I spiraled. I made a lot of future poor decisions because I felt stuck in my original decisions. I wish I had questioned my decisions rather than just making them based off of what I thought was true. I wish I had known to question why I even made an original decision in my life. Because if you question where your decision is coming from and really spend time on it, you will know immediately... If it is the right choice for you, you will. Why did I ever get married? Why did I even want to get married? What was driving my decisions? And looking back, I hate to say this, but I wanted to get married because everybody else was getting married. I wanted to get married because we were having fun traveling all over the world. Of course that was gonna be fun. I wanted to get married because I was desperately grasping for stability in my life, which I'll get to in a bit. But I thought having a husband would make me feel more stable. These decision drivers, had I identified them, would I have made the decision to get married? No, I don't think I would have. Question everything you believe you know. Where do your thoughts come from? Question why you're making decisions. And if that reason does not sit well with you, then make another choice. I was married for three years before I decided to get divorced. Thankfully, by then, I actually did know what was driving my decisions. So I made a new choice. And yes, believe me, it was one of the most difficult things I've ever done. But I knew it was the right decision. You have to question your thoughts and what drives your decisions. Question the voice in your head. Is that voice actually yours? Which brings me to the next game changer. Stop worrying about what other people think. Why? Because people can own you. I knew I wasn't happy in my marriage pretty quickly, but it took me about a year and a half for me to work up the courage just to decide in my own head that I wanted a divorce. It took me another whole year and a half to actually go through with it. So clearly during those three years, I'm, I'm obviously not living my best life ever. I think I cried like every single day, but if there's one thing I could explain about myself it's this. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who feel the same way. I hate confrontation. I absolutely hate it. Anybody else? Yeah, it's the worst. And as I mentioned, I use this personality test called the Enneagram, which is a, the a basis for my coaching. And it's composed of nine different personality types. And we keep it simple. <laughs> They're actually just numbered one through nine. <laughs> and if you're familiar with the Enneagram, I am a seven and we hate confrontation we hate being trapped in pain. Before I chose awareness and growth, confrontation to me was literally signing up myself to be trapped in pains. And Enneagram's twos and nines, I know you feel me on this one. The thought of confronting my husband kept me silent for a year and a half. How was he going to handle it? What would other people think of me? What would he say about me and Would that lead to endless confrontation having to explain myself to other people? I began to dread this, and the dread kept me frozen. And you know exactly where dread kept me? Trapped in pain. The thought of telling my parents scared the shit out of me. You know, my brother and my sister had also gone through divorces, and I just knew, I knew, my parents wouldn't think my reason was good enough. And truth be told, they didn't. I had very little family support during my divorce. And throughout the whole process, I just wanted validation from somebody to tell me that what I was doing was okay. And then I realized one thing. My opinion of me matters more than anybody else's opinion of me. Your opinion of you matters more than anybody else's opinion of you. So say that out loud. My opinion of me matters more than anybody else's opinion of me. Stop trying to make everybody else happy. Other people's happiness is not your responsibility. If you know you are staying true to yourself, that's all you need. Integrity to yourself. And that certainly does not mean that you can't make mistakes because we all do. But living a life based off of what others are going to say about it leaves you zero chance of owning your own life. There is absolutely no way to achieve your best life ever when you worry about what other people think of you and you make your decisions according to that. And you know why? Because nobody else knows you better than you know you. Trust it. Trust yourself. Say it out loud. I know me better than anybody else knows me. And the last point is a big one. Um, The last game changer. It's, It's actually, it's a little tough for me to talk about And I will talk more about this at a later date, but you have to find out where you're hurting and you have to be open to healing it. Why? Because your emotions can own you. When I was 23, the man I was supposed to marry was killed in Afghanistan. I got a call in the middle of the night on June 26, 2010, and a voice told me that Joe died. He stayed on the phone in shock for a few moments and then he hung up and, and that was it. My family, Joe's family, for hours, we wondered if it was true and we sat in that trauma and we didn't know what to do until the Marines showed up on the porch with the flag and we, we knew it was true at that point. And from that moment on, my life was forever changed. But for months I was medicated Binge drinking on top of that every single night, completely out of control. Anything to do, not to feel. No, I don't like being trapped in pain. I rebounded and formed a very unhealthy attachment to my next relationship. And I carried both the trauma and the attachment into my marriage. I never should have gotten married. And for years, I carried around that unhealed trauma for nine years, actually. It took nine years for me to even begin to be open to healing. And that story in itself is very crazy. And I'll I'll definitely be sharing that one for sure. But it took nine years. And I let my unhealed emotions own me for nine years. You can't keep yourself bottled up. You cannot hide your hurt from yourself. You can try to. Trust me. But if you don't spend the time to process it, it will come out in other ways. I promise you that. It took me a long time to even understand that it's okay to hurt. And once you realize the hurt, then you can move towards healing it. And hurt doesn't have to be a huge trauma like death or divorce. Hurt can be little things, but those little things add up. So again, you have to check in with yourself. You have to see how you're doing and you have to be honest with yourself. I'm pretty good about checking in with myself these days and gauging my emotions, but every now and again, I'll get triggered out of nowhere and I, you know, go into this emotional spiral and I'll know, woo, that is something that needs a little TLC. And I heard this somewhere once and I can't remember where, but now anytime I get triggered by something, I say, Thank you, universe, for showing me where I am still not healed. And then we work on it. Your life is your life. It's your life. Your life. Your life is made of your decisions, your thoughts, and your emotions. And that's a beautiful thing. And once you take ownership of all three things, you're going to like who you're turning out to be. I promise you that. I believe you can create your life. I believe you can create your fate. To connect with more thoughts and inspiration, you can follow me on Instagram at Let's Create Your Fate or online at Let's CreateYourFate.com. If you love this episode, please subscribe. Please, please, please write a review. That would help me so, so much. And that's all I have for you today. But if I could leave you with just one thing, it's this expect good things and they will happen. Thanks for joining me today. I'll talk to y'all soon.